broadcasting live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Fine balls, McWednesday to you and yours. I'm Jeff. That is Director Matthew. Producer extraordinaire Tom Lang here as well. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. And away we go. It's schedule day, right? I love this. I'm like a little kid. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We'll know uh, just about everything we need to know. I do this with uh, almost all forms of schedules. I get excited about them. You need stuff on the calendar, man. That's true of life. You need stuff on the calendar. You need to be able to say, all right, all right, so this is uh, right now. It's a dreary, boring week. We've got nothing going on. But next week, it's on the calendar. Look right over there. Wednesday. Look at that. And then the bigger the thing is in your life, the more excited you get. It's like, oh, this is our trip to Japan. This is going to be awesome. But then sometimes it's simple. It's like it's the game against Notre Dame. It's right there, November the 9th. Put it on the calendar. Come on. I am I'm a calendar. Uh, I, I, I drive a hard bargain with the calendar. My wife probably, uh, you know, she's probably in an interview would say, uh, Jeff's really good about a lot of things, but man, that calendar, he's an ass. When we get the new calendars, Tom, I put her to work. I say, look, go, go look at 2025. I want you to put this on the calendar. We're going to, we're going to go to Phoenix. I told uh, Steve that we would go up there and see his kid when he graduates. We're going to Phoenix in 2020. Get the calendar, hun. Put it on the calendar. I do that. So today's a big calendar day in the Cameron household. We get after it where we can start marking in all the games and the dates and all that good stuff, buddy. It's time to get it on. Is there a reason that you don't get to the calendar and, and write stuff in? Does yeah. it have to be Christy? Yeah, it's woman's work. Uh, <laughs> but the the other the other part of that is uh, she has better handwriting. So, admittedly, I like to look at something that is aesthetically pleasing when I check out the calendar. So that way I can look at it and go... This sloppy, this isn't, this is almost like this isn't even an official plan if it was written by me or, God forbid, my children. Kids today can't write for a, nothing. Anyhow, so, I, see, I caught myself. Uh, but but you, you got you to gotta have some nice-looking writing. She has beautiful penmanship, and she's a bit of an artist. So, and she'll even, like, do little things, like little caricatures of things, like things that she's excited. Like, if it's a if it's an awesome game or if it's a certain weekend when friends are coming to town or it's a vacation, there'll be, like, a drawing of something, whatever that is. So my favorite thing with the calendar, this is uh, from – and if Millar's listening, he'll know. 
when the schedule used to come out and it, at times it was in February, it keeps getting earlier. I think it was all the way like late spring at one point. He would put it in his calendar in his office and he had that U-shaped desk. You know, his computer was off to the right. Yeah, I remember. Giant, yep, very desk. much so. Yep, yep. And at the middle of the U was his calendar that you could flip through and you would take a pen I would. and you would go into the Saturdays when he puts the schedule and he goes, ass kicking, ass beating 2-0. Yeah. Going to beat that ass three and zero. Yes, I did. No chance three and one. Yeah, you, you put little liner notes underneath the game. He the probably loved it. It was awesome. You could always tell that it was you too, because to your point, he had good handwriting, and then it was kind of chicken scratchy. But usually, it had the word ass in it some way. Ass kicking. Going to beat that ass. Yep. Forty mm-hmm. to nothing for that ass. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. There was those types of things. Yeah. So. We think we know. I mean, look, it gets it. It the whispers they get out there. We kind of have an idea of what this schedule is going to be. I'll just say that. I mean, we have a pretty good idea of what the schedule is going to look like, and 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 all of those good things. I'm I'm excited about that. I I know that this is going to work out for us, Tom. I think we're going to have what we want here with the schedule. I think it's going to be a fun. There'll be. There's always one thing I always notice whenever the schedule comes out for football. People will wring their hands about a a portion of the schedule. Well, look, man, you don't get off scot-free. You're not playing Charleston Southern every week. There's going to be a stretch where you might have to play two hard games in a row or or two in three weeks. That's just the way it works. That's the way it has to work. That's the way it should work. And when you know the opponents, which we do, you really, even if you try to craft it, remember Jimbo used to do this? This was a big deal. Jimbo used to do the thing where he and he would talk to me about it because coaches programs can kind of push back to the ACC. They get the initial. We found out the inside dope is that they get the initial schedule and then they can say, no, 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 we're not. No, 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 no. And then he would, you know, tell those sons of bitches at the AC. That's not my job, coach. Dolls. And then he would, you know, and you would write it out, and it would be this whole thing. And then he would say, well, you know, I, tr- I tried, but they, they, that's why we got Notre Dame Clemson back-to-back. That's, that's what, that, because they want us to play on Thursday, so we got to play on Thursday. And so then, you know, there it was. You would give to get. That's the way it worked. You'd give to get. You'd say, I don't want to play this game right after this game. That'd be three straight road games. We don't want to do that. And they'd say, okay, but we need to put your ass out there on a Thursday night. Or a Monday, or a Friday night. I don't want. Why? Why? And then you, and then you're in the whole thing, and then you're like, well, because coach, I can't give you everything you want. Believe me, on line two is Clemson, and line three is Miami, and line four is Louisville, and they'd all like to have this, this, and this as well. And I can't concede all of that. So here's what we got: pick amongst these four versions, and this is what you get. Now, it doesn't work exactly like that, but, but but kind of for the better teams, kind of. Oh, well, I thought, as as I understood it, at least in those days. Now, the ACC is very different now. It's weaker than ever, so who knows? But in those days, you had one veto, like one straight up, no, nah, not You can happening. just straight up, we are not playing that game there. Correct. Right, right, on that part of the calendar. And then however many times you got to go back and forth, I think was maybe determined somewhat on – how much they liked you or how much you were valuable to the conference. That is correct. But I got, I got to imagine that when revisions came out, you're like, all right, all right, we're going to revise and they send it. 
like they count down in the league office in those days, 2012, 2013, three, two. And then they see the caller ID and it says eight, five, Oh, six, four, four. And it's Jimbo's <laughs> office. And, and they're like, there it is. There mm-hmm, he is. Mm-hmm. Please hold for coach. You know? Yeah. I'm sure that that happened probably more than any other coach and more than probably the next two coaches combined in his time. It, they did us a favor last year, though. Uh, I don't know that they'll do that again, but last year's schedule lined up very, very nicely, and we navigated that thing beautifully. By the way, before I get carried away, we can always circle back to schedule and all the fun that, I mean, it's like Christmas. We'll get to find out where we're going and when. I get so excited about the time of the year. I'm like, ooh, so we're going to be there in October, are we? Well, you know what happens there in October? That's the Get Naked Festival. You know, like, oh, that's right, it is. That's the same way. It is. Yeah, that's right. Call Tina. All right, so here's, here's by the way, uh, 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 yeah, there it is. There, there it is. There it is. And that was a satisfying uh, ding ding because uh, Florida State's depth and length and the waves they run at you uh, paid off big time. Syracuse got tired. Woo, they were tired. Couldn't catch their breath, couldn't get their feet underneath them. You got to about the 12-minute mark of that second half, and it was goodnight, Irene. They were exhausted. I didn't feel bad, but if one was were going to, you would have felt bad for Judah Mintz and, and J.J. Starling, who, uh, who were really good early, but then uh, by the end of the game just looked like they were sucking wind. Having a hard time, and it showed because as uh, that stretch rolled out in the second half, and it's a hell of a run that Florida State goes on by the tune of 22-5, to and what was once a three-point game uh, turns into an 85-65 uh, route over the next six minutes or so, and that final score is 85-69. Florida State is 12-7, and seven, which in and of itself isn't great, but 6-2 and two in the ACC is, and now all of a sudden North Carolina rolls into town. And by the way, if Virginia beats NC State tonight at the JPJ, the John Paul Jones, uh, then the FSU-North Carolina game will be a battle for uh, – or a battle, I should say, of – the top two teams in the ACC. That's the way you could phrase it. You could, If you were so inclined, you could phrase it that way. You could say that the game against North Carolina is a battle of the top two teams in the ACC, and nobody could correct you. They, that Record-wise, that is correct in conference. So there you go. That's something. Maybe you win it. Maybe you win it, and then you've got a very loud ding, 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 ding. But I warn you that a win over North Carolina is not going to elicit a choo-choo. I thought, however, after Saturday's loss, that if they did win last night, Mm -hmm. they did go on the road, they did get that win. Syracuse hadn't lost at home yet. But if you do that, then we're going to have the energy back and the pep in our step Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday leading into the North Carolina game. And that's exactly where we are right now. What's interesting about Florida State is I know the record, especially losing to Lipscomb, and uh, USF and SMU, the, these aren't positive developments no, for the program. No, no, they set you back a ways. Even with the Lipscomb loss, the setback against Lipscomb, you are 8-2 and two in your last 10 basketball games. And you actually have a chance to finish with 20 regular season wins. 
you could finish with 20 wins in the regular season before you get to the ACC tournament. You got 12 games to go, and they aren't against Murderer's Row either. A lot of the games that are important are at home, like a, a second game against Miami. Again, North Carolina would be a monumental upset if you played it there, here, in a neutral site. Wouldn't matter. But still, opportunities galore for Florida State to finish in an unfathomable place from even a month ago and certainly from the preseason, which would be 20 regular season wins. And at that point, if you can get there and you have 14 conference wins at that point, I mean, your net might be down in the 50s and at least we could be talking. Yeah, and that's all I want. I want them to give themselves an opportunity to be playing really meaningful games as it pertains to the NCAA tournament and their chance of somehow kicking down the door after really a, a terrible start to the year, which was a continuation. See, the weight of that, you felt the weight of that even more because obviously the last two seasons have been terrible. And in Florida State basketball, we know just from the numbers, if we're going to peek behind the curtain, everybody, we know if you publish a story on warchant.com about the Florida State basketball team, especially uh, earlier this year, when they're losing, and uh, you know that's on the heels of last year's basketball season, which was on the heels of the year before's basketball season. You, you, crickets, crickets. Tom would go look at the numbers, and he'd be like, "Jeff, four people read this article yesterday. Four. We're gonna stop posting articles on this basketball team. We're getting four views, so we can't do that anymore." But now, now, okay, see, so they wrestled control. Uh, of the narrative, they, they wrestled it back, and now you're mildly interested. Now you're the, the numbers reveal you're mildly interested. You're not riveted. This isn't a movie you have to see by any means, but you are mildly interested. The preview has caught your attention. You might mention it, you know, over coffee. You might, Ted, you see that preview for the uh, the new De Niro movie? I think it looks interesting. It's going to be all right. That's kind of where we're at right now with Florida State. Somebody brings it up in the break room. You saw the Knowles win last night. Yeah, I read that this morning on Warchant.com. I didn't watch the game, but it, it looked like they really had a good second half. Maybe I'll go Saturday. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go Saturday. I think I will, too. I'm thinking about it, Keith. That's kind of where we've graduated to. Is that the Nero movie? Is Scorsese directing it? Let me guess. Well, in that, is, case, is- in that case, we're going. Is Joe Pesci in it? Are they doing de-aging again? I'm sure it's going to be outstanding. It's going to be great. A, a story never told before. Maybe it's about uh, the Italian mob. Maybe hey, it's about an aging mobster. Pe- Pesci was not in uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, sir, so stop with your uh, blaspheme and let's move forward. Uh, was, was, he, was he in The Irishman? He was in The Irishman, but that's some years ago now. Yeah. And by the way, The Irishman was good. So again, moot point. Uh, I, what I would tell you is that uh, you've now – at least spark the interest. People are interested. It's it's good. We're back. We're back. So I'm excited about it. And uh, I just, I want that for Leonard. I know that nobody, uh, you know, that's not really the angle, but I that's what I want. And moreover, I want them to make the damn tournament. So I haven't completely given up on that. Let's just put it that way. I'd like them to make the damn tournament. It's a much more interesting tournament if we're in it. Obviously. I mean, I'm going to bet on it either way, but I'd like them to have a chance to be in the tournament. Well, the fun part is if Florida State were to make the tournament, anything is possible in our first game. Anything. I mean, a blowout for, a blowout against, you you just don't know. But the good thing is the committee has shown, I know we're talking about committees and selections again, but the committee has shown in the basketball uh, realm in the past that if there is a line of delineation, 
good or bad at any point in the season, and they say, this is just a different team. Either they got a player back from injury or something clicked, they will reward you for recency. And if Florida State does play well down the stretch in the ACC, gets to 20 wins, again, that's, that's just a big mental number for the committee to consider. 13, 14 wins in conference. I think it would be actually 14 uh, to get to, to uh, 20 overall wins. And you can look at New Year's and say the entirety of, of 2024, they've been a really good basketball team. You do have a compelling case. Now, you could get ahead of the curve by winning on Saturday, but I'll, there's a ton of winnable games. This is not a loaded league. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be hard for the committee to leave a top two or top three ACC team out of the NCAA tournament if Florida State can finish the job that high in the standings. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop short here of, of saying this, but I, I am thinking it in a weird way. Uh I think they have to beat North Carolina. And then then we're going to seriously open the door to the, to a, a larger discussion, Tom. Like go I mean beat North Carolina this weekend and and watch how this changes the conversation. You're not in, you're not in. Uh you're still a ding ding. But all of a sudden you beat North Carolina and you've won 9 of your last 12 and you're playing the and and you you know you're one game back in the ACC with a head-to-head win over the team in first, you know what I mean? It, all of a sudden, people are like, whoa, 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 okay. Like, weird things enter into this discussion at that point, especially if you just keep winning afterwards. You can't win that game and then fall on your face. You, you get the drift. But if you win the game, then you know what happens? Those conversations that piss you off at the end of the year when they pertain to other programs, like, this is, you know, we've all watched this happen. Before. Well, you know, I know. I mean, that was a tough loss to Lipscomb, and that was a terrible loss to USF. But, but. Remember, they were without so-and-so, and they didn't have so-and-so. And since that time, they've changed their lineup. And then this happened, and that happened, right? And, like, that, that's how that conversation gets born. When you win a game like this and then go on a run, and then they'll, like, magically want to forgive those other games that, in theory, are supposed to count as much. Oh, sure. And I see Life Spectator. He's talking about Clemson's resume last year, and it would look something very similar to Florida State's if FSU was to take care of business in the games they're supposed to uh, as they finish the season. You can see it there, 23-10, and 14-6, and 6, ACC third, and they're ding-ding. Yeah, but they got screwed. Okay. Clemson got screwed last year, but anyhow, go ahead. Yeah. They did, and the other thing I'd say is it's not about the last 10 games. Uh, I understand that they're trying to weigh it all equally, but Florida State, if they get to that point, that means for three months, essentially, two and a half, three months, they would have been completely different and completely uh, consistent in a way that they weren't in the non-conference because they had some good wins in non-conference, but they had some awful losses. Well, the Colorado win was a nice win, yeah. Yeah, from that point forward, Florida State became this other thing, and I, I think that would enter into the discussion. Does it mean that they're definitely in? No. And does it mean that you know North Carolina would help greatly? Of course. I agree with you. Let's just win the game on Saturday, have that place yeah, be yeah, tearing yeah. apart like it used to be, tearing apart of the seams for games like this. Get that win, put it in your back pocket, and see what happens. But they're interesting again. To your point, like these games are not only watchable because it's our gig and we love Florida State basketball, basketball, but because they're they mean something now. Florida State has earned it to where these games mean something again, which is great. Sometimes it's as simple as you're just excited for kids that have kind of not quit, got it together, played well, started to win some games, and are rewarded for that dedication and focus and intensity and, and, and competitiveness, right? Like, the, the teams of the last couple of years kind of quit, kind of just went through the motions, just kind of sucked and then continued to suck and then sucked some more, and then we're like, man, all this sucking, I can't. 
But that, not now. I know, phrasing, Jeff. But I just, it's true. Like you, you, we were washing our hands of the team a year ago, pretty early. We're like, oh, so there. That's you're not gonna, you're not gonna try. Right, right. Okay. Well, we're done here. Luckily, we had crazy expectations for football, so we could just take over that content and just focus it, refocus it back onto FSU football at that time. It's Jeff Cameron Show, ninety-three-three, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Don't worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. So, first things first about the uh, schedule and my enthusiasm surrounding the schedule, just because, you know, again, I, it's a little bit like Christmas. We get excited. I told you in the Cameron household, big calendar guy. So, my wife's got it. So, Tom, this will be good. Uh, later today, 5 o'clock, the reveal, right? Well, the, the live look in and, and, celebration on war chant there you see it right there on war chant tv and the, the reason this is important is not just because i work for war chant uh but also tom i will put my wife uh in front of a computer and have her watch the show with the uh, with the pen and the calendar because i'm taking bryce to see neil degrasse tyson tonight so we'll be at uh, ruby diamond uh taking that in so i'll put her to work and she'll watch war chant war chant tv tonight That'll be good. So what 
What time does uh, he speak? Seven o'clock, I think. Seven, seven thirty, something like that. You got time to watch the show with her. You you guys could no, make it a family experience. No, I'm gonna let her go ahead and do that. I'll take him out to eat. She can get to work, and we'll go to dinner. Okay. <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> I'll watch it on my phone. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. I'm not, everybody else who's not going to Neil deGrasse Tyson tonight. There you go. You watch it. You you watch. This is this is your day. This is gonna be awesome. No, I want to see it. I'm excited about it. I think. Again, I think I got a pretty good idea. And we already know certain things. Like, for example, we know, I saw Aslan and Corey were, were talking about it yesterday, that uh, Duke is Friday, October the 18th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now we know, is that six opponents, I do believe? Well, we know Georgia Tech, August 24th in Ireland. We know Boston College, Monday, September the 2nd. We know Memphis is Saturday, September the 14th. We know that Duke is now... October the 18th, and then we know Saturday, November the 9th is uh, Notre Dame. And then we also know November 23rd is uh, Charleston Southern. Seven. We know seven. That's backwards. There you go. Seven. So seven. So five more opponents to be spread out over eight weekends. Eight weekends. I really feel like just looking at this, and, and Ira and I had some fun with this on Monday during this match, we knew with as many bye weeks as there are this season, Florida State could not escape a weeknight game in addition to the Monday night. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. So you get you get two. Yeah. Right. So you're not going to have uh, Florida State play Miami on a weeknight. If it's not Labor Day weekend, you're not, they're not going to play on a Thursday or Friday. So we knew that it was going to be either Duke or SMU. One of those two road trips is going to be played on a weeknight. I really feel like just looking how you're playing Duke uh, on a Friday night, that that following weekend, the 26th of October, has to be one of your big two home games. Yeah, Either Clemson, right? Right? 100% we're on the same page. That game yeah. is either going to be the Miami game or, on the it is, road or, or, or it's going to be Clemson. That is correct. Um, mm, what do you want? What do you want? So reverse it. Let's do it this way. So that means... Just by judging when the Notre Dame game is, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yep. You look at it now. Let's so if, if either that, it, w- would you rather have say go back before? Well, there's four buys. This is a crazy year, folks. Let's get this out here on the table for you because well, no, we get four because of the week zero, and then we already had. Oh, is it three? Yeah, no, but it's four weekends. Sorry, four weekends. Yeah, because we're playing on a Friday and a Monday. So we have four weekends where we can just watch other people play football and go do whatever we want to do. You can go get loose, get drunk at a bar, watch everybody play, and not have to worry about anything going on with your team because of the Friday game, because of the Monday game, and because of the two the, the two other bye weeks. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So you've got plenty of watching opportunities. Yeah, man, plan for a roadie. The thing is, yeah, do you want Clemson early or late? Do you want Miami early or late? Assuming that they're not going to stack them up. Assuming that they're not going to put them on the 26th of October, the weekend after Notre Dame, and they're going to put Notre Dame smack dab in the middle some some way, somehow. Like, if it's in a three, three games in four-week span where you play those three teams, that would be difficult. That would not be ideal. But if they put one in early October or late September, uh-huh. and the other one on the 26th, which one would you want early? Which one would you want late? I think I would want... Miami early this year, oddly enough. Usually you want them late because they've quit. But I think you want them early, and then you want Clemson a little bit later because that thing may already have imploded by the time that you get to them at the end of October. Uh, Coin flip, I don't care either way. I think they're both hard-fought games. Uh, I don't care if we play Clemson in that that early 
test, um, you know, like do you get Clemson, say, before uh, Duke or Miami before Duke is what you're asking, right? Mm-hmm. And, and well, there's a, buy, there's a buy somewhere mixed in there. I would assume that one, let's say you name the big opponent. Let's say it's let's say it's uh, uh you want you said you wanted Miami first. Okay. Yep, so say it's Miami, my guess is you would get a bye after that game. And then from there, uh you got uh, I got to look at the calendar. You got Duke uh, after that after that bye is what you would have. Right? Cuz we know the date of that. Correct. Yeah. 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 I, I would. Think, yeah, yeah. I would think Duke, Duke pairs with a bye on the twelfth. I would guess. Right. They're the, not give you a short week in in a year like this. Why would you? Why would you bother to have a short week? Yeah. Right. So the bye would be on the twelfth of October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think you and I can safely say that that's either gonna, the game before that is either going to be Clemson or Miami, and then there's going to be a bye, and then you're going to play Duke, and then whoever you didn't play. You know, the Clemson or Miami would be coming up pretty soon after that, after the Duke game. It would probably be that following week, if not that, unless it's uh, North Carolina. You still, we consider North Carolina kind of a big one, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, uh, well, they're not very. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a game where they're going to put more dollars on the ticket on the ticket stuff to get into Duke. You know, there are certain games where where your tickets, if you get, you know this, your dad's had season tickets forever. Mm -hmm. Like some games, it might say $49 face value. Some games, it might say $79 face value or $99 face value. I think North Carolina will carry a higher monetary value, but I don't know about the challenge. Like in some ways, I think Boston College might be more challenging than the North Carolina game this year. Let me ask you a question. I don't believe, and we know when Notre Dame, when that game is being played. So given following the path on our discussion here about the way this is going to look, I don't believe that Florida State would have to play some semblance of um, – so I, I'm thinking like there's no way they would have – let's say it's it's Clemson and then you're not going to play Clemson before you play Notre Dame and you're not going to play Miami before you play Notre Dame. They'll, they'll, they'll put somebody between that game. That'll be uh, North Carolina or whomever, right? That'll be somebody different. Probably so. I think, you know, again, you're looking at this. You've got an extra buy to play with. It's so weird this year because you have a week zero game and then you've got two others. So I would think Notre Dame is the ninth. They could give you a November buy. They might give you the 16th or the second. I think think you're correct. I bet you that they could give you the one after Notre Dame. We play them on the ninth. That, That would make sense. I think so. Or the second. I think you're going to get a November buy. You're definitely, you might get one a month. There you go. That's the easiest way to put it. You might get one yeah, buy a week yep, a month, which yep. is just, I mean, well, it's bizarre, but it's, it's what every so often you get two buys a year. And this, this year, because of the week zero game, it's three. So in crazy. some order, again, you can take Clemson or Miami and they're interchangeable in this discussion. But what this means in my mind is that you're going to have a combination of and and again if i say miami you can put clemson if i say clemson you can put miami but you're going to have a combination of clemson uh another acc opponent probably north carolina and notre dame or miami north carolina notre dame like that you're going to have a sequence where we're always trying to identify the grouping you know who's yep. the tough? So that that will be based on what we we already know on the schedule. 
this is this is some grouping of that ilk is what we're looking at in all likelihood uh, today at five o'clock. That's what we're going to find out, and, and you can't avoid it. Like I know people will get mad that there's just no way, given the schedule, to avoid a stretch at least of two or three like grouped together pretty hard games. But it's it, that's fine. That's I mean that's fine. Look, North Carolina's going to suck. Yeah, I think the uh, the hardest thing to figure would be that we have a September 21st date with either Clemson or Miami. I think that's too early. I, I think what you're seeing from a conference that's as thin as the ACC over the years is they like those games to take place a little bit later in the schedule. Correct. So, you know, the 21st is the week after Memphis. That's week four uh, of the college football schedule. I think that's just a skosh early for one of those two opponents to be uh, off the schedule. I think you're going to look one in October, one in November in all likelihood. Yeah, I think that's uh, we agree on that. So what is the cuz I'm trying to um I'm double checking the dates when the September. The only September games we know for sure are Boston College and Memphis, right? That's correct. With a high likelihood, extremely high likelihood that you have a bye week on the 7th between those two games. So you're burning one of your three at that point. You go Ireland Monday night, Labor Day week. They're not going to make you play a short week after going across across the pond and yeah, then playing so, a Monday night. So you get a bye there. Then you play Memphis. We don't know what would be the week after Memphis, but you're theorizing it will not be one of your better games. So that would be uh, Cal. Uh, SMU, Cal, something like that. Yeah. And SMU could be sneaky now. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not trying to discount that. That could be a sneaky game, but it's just in terms of ratings, marquee value. Yeah, I don't think the ACC is going to burn one of the big dogs on the 21st of September. Yeah, I think SMU or Cal goes there. I think we got this down. We should release the schedule on the Jeff Cameron show right now. I think we got this down. I think that's right. I'm just looking at the way you would arrange this, what would make sense. And, of course, I'm doing this by the seat of my pants, so I'm not factoring anybody else's schedule in because I don't care about anybody else. I'm just looking at Florida State. But I do think we're going to be pretty close to right here. We'll check the tape tomorrow, but I think we're going to be pretty close to right here. And I would tell you that I also – who do you want there? You want SMU or Cal? Cal. Yeah. You don't want you don't want a road game there? No, I would take the win over Cal. Let's get let's get our house in order. We, we're not in any routine at that point. I'll be like a coach for a moment. There is no routine yeah. to the beginning of the yeah. season. You yeah. go yeah. different country, Monday night, bye week. Let's get right and get on a schedule here for Memphis and Cal. That's how you ease on in to getting into a groove. So you would get Memphis. Uh, we had the bye week before the Memphis game. Then you'd get, in your perfect world, then you'd get Cal. And then maybe, well, uh, I mean, given what we think the ACC is going to be, then you'd probably get uh, SMU right after Cal. Yeah, or North Carolina. Because you start yeah. the year with two ACC games, so you already got two under your belt. So that would either be SMU or North Carolina. That is right. Yeah. And I yeah. bet you it's going to be SMU. I think, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. And that would be kind of cool. So you'd go Cal at home and then turn around and go SMU on the road. Only because you already had your two, you already had two ACC games. Everybody else will be playing an ACC game that weekend. You take it on over to SMU. Let's go, buddy. And then the week after that's one of your big two matchups, followed by a bye week. Correct. That's yeah. correct. Correct. It's either Clemson or it's Miami. And I want it to be Clemson. You want it to be Miami. I want it to be Clemson. I understand what history says about Miami in the month of November, and I like that history of Miami in the month of November. I just kind of feel like this year. You don't want them to be uh, all the way up to speed with a quarterback who's pretty decent. I get it. Game day game day management's not going to get better in October, September. It doesn't correct, matter the month. Correct. But 
Yeah, I, I think I might want to run into them a little bit earlier. Breaking it, I mean, it's just another new quarterback offense. All these moving parts. I think it'd be better. Yeah, but they're breaking in a new quarterback. I, it's, it's all right. I, I'm okay. I'm fine either way. You're gonna have a three-game stretch. Final point. Final ribbon on this for now. You're gonna have a three-game stretch you don't like. Everybody does. I've figured this out over the years. Nobody avoids a three-game stretch that they don't like. There's always going to be a stretch where you're like, eh, it could get dicey. Everybody says it. And then I'm like, well, yeah, but you're not going to be able to avoid that. And some teams like Florida. (laughs) I still got the remnants of all that flim from sickness, and it comes out when I think about Florida's schedule. (laughs) Schedule day at Florida is no fun. <laughs> there it is leading up to our game. It's on the screen right now. Oh my lord, that is so cold blooded. So, you know, I just got done saying everybody's got at least a three game stretch where they're like, I don't know, I don't like that. Now you're Billy Napier, your sunbelt Billy. You got no chance to keep your job. You and the athletic director are about to be out of your job. You already know that. Both of you guys better dine while you can at all the finest because after this year, that's it, that's all. You've got Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, Florida State. <laughs> yeah. You the really, last you know five what? games. Do whatever the hell you want to do on Saturday, October the 26th. <laughs> Get away, travel the world, whatever you want to do, do yeah. it. Because when you come home, it's not going to be pretty. If you're a Florida fan, administrator, coach, player, Saturday, October the 26th, start stretching. Start stretching. You better get limbered up, kids. <laughs> the prison run begins the following week. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. What's good, everybody? It's T. Lizzie here, and I'm talking about HelloFresh. Can you believe it? I'm doing myself a little pod read here for our friends at HelloFresh. They're supporting both Jeff and I here on the podcast, and they want us to let you know about what it is they do, and why they can help you with a New Year's resolution. If it's to save money, to eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do any or all three. Just say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price that you'll like, delivered right to your door. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm-fresh ingredients, and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. So here's the cool thing. I have not tried HelloFresh yet, but the box has arrived at my house today. I've got three outstanding meals. I chose the plan of meat and veggies. I'm going with the basics here because I'm kind of a picky eater, so they can work around my pickiness. And the three meals that we're going to be cooking up at my house are sweet chili pork and cabbage stir-fry. All right. Sweet and spicy apricot chicken and pecan-crusted salmon. Very excited to try this out. They've got easy sheets, little placards that come with the menus. They show you how much time it takes to prep, how much time it takes to cook, and the calories involved with each one of the meals. So simple, and I can't wait to give it a shot. If you want to experience what we're about to experience, go to HelloFresh.com slash Cameron Free and use code Cameron Free for free breakfast for life. That's right, one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That is free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Cameron Free with code Cameron Free. Okay, so you got to go to the website, HelloFresh.com slash C-A-M-E-R-O-N-F-R-E-E, and then type in that same code at checkout. 
I'm about to find out, you should find out too, why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. And a fine balls McWednesday to you and yours. Yeah, for giggles, I'm doing this uh, during the break. You guys made me click on it. We could do a W's and L's for Florida the day before we do a W's and L's for Florida State. First game of the year, they play Miami. Somebody you hate's going to lose. That's the best part about when those two play. That game is in Gainesville. You favoring Miami in that game? Uh, I think so. I think also it would be more valuable to us if Florida won because Florida's going to catch a bunch of L's later in the year. Oh, lots of L's. They're all over that schedule, buddy. So if somehow they won that game, oh, 20 to 17, and it's a sloppy slugfest and it's awful football and Florida somehow wins, then it puts Miami in a position where Cristobal is on a hotter seat and – you know, Sunbelt Billy's already in trouble as it is. So I think actually in that instance, a Gator win would cause more um, favorable conditions for us to recruit in the state of Florida. To my Florida friends that are out there, there are a few of you that I call friends. You guys make your tailgating plans for the game Saturday, September the 7th against Samford. Get your coolers ready. Get together. Go see you a guaranteed win, okay? Make sure you get that one on the ledger. Mark that, get that game in, come hell or high. That might be the toughest ticket for the University of Florida fan this year is the Samford game. It's You know how people like to bring their kids when they're indoctrinating their children into their fandom, so you want to take them early on to a game that's less attended and easier to deal with, less of a threat of some drunken guy screaming at the top of his lungs with F-bombs left and right because they didn't get a first down? and you want them to leave the stadium with a good taste in their mouth, that September the 7th matchup against Sanford is your ticket there, guys. Get your little kids and take them to that game. It's the only game on the entire schedule that I can guarantee Florida wins. It's it's the only game where I can – and not just it's the only game on the entire schedule that I guarantee they'll win. It's like the only one – like, all the other ones that I could mention, you're like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Like, most of some of them are no chance. The others are uh, not looking good. And there's maybe two kind of, well, yeah, maybe. Like, UCF. You sure they're going to beat UCF? No guarantees. No, no. I, I'm not sure at all. I, yeah. I think you know if I'm ranking the games that they need to get. Well, it's Sanford. Sanford's number one, and then it's Mississippi State. You, uh, go, you better go beat Mississippi State. That game is at Mississippi State. The cowbells are loud. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, the, don't just roll on into Davis Wade, Tom. 
expect to walk out of Starkville with a victory. Not you know, this- were, Davis, were Davis and Wallace related? I've always wondered. <laughs> Wallace Wade and Davis Wade? Uh, I don't know. But you don't roll on it. We know you don't roll on into Wallace Wade, but you certainly can't roll on into Davis Wade in Stark Vegas and expect to get out of there with a victory. I don't know. I, that's a – okay, I'll give you Samford and Mississippi State. That's two wins. And that and one of those two is very iffy. Very iffy. Let that be a night game at Davis Wade. We'll see. But I'm not going to give you UCF. That's like a gimme putt. I'm not giving you that putt. That's three and a half feet. It's not two and a half feet. It's three and a half feet. I'm not sure you're going to make that putt. I'm going to make you putt it. I'm going to go ahead and make you putt. Go ahead and putt that one. Not Respectfully, sure. I think the UCF putt's about a five and a half footer. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think that the Kentucky game at Ben Hill Griffin might be a, a four-footer, but mm, the way Kentucky emasculated Florida a year ago, I mean, anything they wanted. So that's a toughie. I, but, again, let's say you survive, and I'll move on, but I like having fun at their expense. Let's say you survive the early part of the season, which is Miami, Samford, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. In that order, those are the weeks. We already know it. That's what you got before you get to the bye. Let's say, for argument's sake, Florida, and again, huge benefit of the doubt here, let's say they're 3-1 and one going to the bye, all right? I'll, they're what going into the bye? 3-1. and one. Because they could beat Miami, kind of a coin toss game. They will beat Samford. They host Texas A&M. They always play Texas A&M well for some reason. And they're at Mississippi State. I'm going to give them. I'm going to. I'm going to say best case scenario three and one. You're a Florida fan. You think you're four and zero, but I'm giving you three and one. Then you got a bye week, and then it's UCF. October the fifth. You there's a chance, and even a decent one, you're celebrating your last win of the year. Because you're going to Tennessee and Knoxville for the uh dig do there against Tennessee in good old Rocky Top. Probably a loss. Probably a loss. You do host Kentucky. Enjoy that bye week because then you got Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, and at Florida State. <laughs> is, is it fair to say, is it fair for me to speculate that perhaps uh, – Real Talk 93's fall Saturday ratings book might be the biggest they've ever had. Because I think a lot more Tallahassee may be tuning in to what happens on fall Saturdays at their tailgates just to have a laugh. It's almost like going to the comedy channel yeah. on uh, on the, the satellite radio. I just wish Mick that- Hubert were still doing the game so we could hear that devastation. Oh, no. Again. Five weeks in a row. It's been a tough day for the Gators. <laughs> Nat, what do you think? Do we have a better chance today? Uh, no, no. Oh, <laughs> man, it's fun to experience that, to sit back. Hey, but this is an, on a serious note. While Florida's having that season, this upcoming loser fest uh, that they're going to go through and, and then the having to start over, and having to start over as often as they do is devastating. I know, we're all heartbroken. All the starting over constantly, starting from scratch. There you go. That's what you got. They'll be doing that. You're strengthening your position. 
man, don't fool around and let us go down to Miami and win that game this year while Florida's doing what they're doing, and then you get over and beat Miami again in in a pseudo-transition year. You should own the damn state. You should dominate at that point in recruiting. Now, we had a good class. It wasn't an elite class. You got to start cashing that in now, especially if you continue with what you've done here. You know what I want to talk I, I want to bring this up. There seems to be real teeth to this idea that, and I'm not, I mean, to me, this is a, a tough one just because of how quirky and, and strange it's been. But I, when I think about recruiting, there seems to be real talk about whether or not Brian Kelly wants to leave for that Michigan job if Harbaugh de- departs. And that might have to do with it's not a great fit. Doesn't feel like it's a great fit there. Doesn't feel like he's one of them. <laughs> That's so, all I'm saying. So would he show up at his introductory press conference and say, hello, my family. Hello, Midwestern family, would he, as always. Would he do it? Happy to Happy to be here at Michigan. Yeah. Would they do it? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Jeff Cameron Show rolls on. Stay with 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.